0: Uh, Check out their website, npteff.com, and use the code HET at checkout for 10% off to all of our listeners and fans. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. This is Lisa um, and super excited about this episode of the Healthcare Education Transformation Podcast. And we have a delight for you today. Um, So Whitney's going to be joining us. And so Whitney, if you would introduce yourself, tell people what your name is, how to pronounce your name and where are you located at?
1: Okay. So my name is Whitney Helms. I am a third year physical therapy student at Hardin-Simmons University in Abilene. Um, I'm from Snyder, Texas, and I'll be moving to Midland soon. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Whoa, okay. So like, tell us about your healthcare ed- education journey. How did you end up in PT school? how did you pick the school that you're at? And, and how did you select your next adventure that you just told us about?
1: So I wouldn't be here without experiencing a lot of significant failures in my life, especially over the last 10 years or so. I started school at Baylor. I realized it was not for me. I ended this semester with a 2.3 GPA, which obviously is not going to get you into PT school. I transferred to Texas Tech. Things were starting to look up. I joined a sorority, Chi Omega, my second year of school. Um, And I really became involved with our philanthropy of Make-A-Wish, which which ends up being pretty pivotal later on in my journey of how I ended up in physical therapy school. I was an intern in their office for two years uh, for the Make-A-Wish North Texas division. I helped the development officer with planning the gala, things like that. I was a, a wish granter and granted a couple of wishes. So that was a really big, big role but again, I still at this point didn't know that I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I've been around healthcare my whole life. My mom was a hospital CEO since the since before I was even born, but I actually come from a family of pharmacists. My mom was a pharmacist before she was a hospital CEO. So I quite literally grew up in the hospital with my mom. I was there on Saturdays, things like that. So I kind of knew that I always wanted to go into healthcare. I just really didn't know... What I wasn't really exposed to physical therapy until halfway through college when my mom encouraged me to shadow at our local PT clinic, and I immediately knew that this is this is what I wanted to do. I loved that the connections um, people were building, that I was being able to see people two or three times a week, and these people became kind of friends. And again, it was around Christmas time whenever I was off of school, and people were bringing Christmas cookies to work. So I was like, that's so cool. And so I went back to school. I changed my major to kinesiology and started working on building up those hours and improving my GPA, things like that. I graduated with honors, but again, I applied for physical therapy school for the first time and I did not get in, which was fine. Um, I started a job at a pediatric clinic where I worked for about a year to gain some experience. I was observing on the side. I had reapplied for physical therapy school for the second time and did not get in for the second time. And so then I was like, I am not taking another gap year. I don't wanna do that. So I applied for grad school. And so I was starting my master's in business administration when I applied for PT school the third time. I had retaken some of my classes like the biology and the chemistry. And the third time I applied, I received interviews for 12 out of like the 13 places I applied. I knew the chances were pretty good at this point. Hardin Simmons wasn't on my radar, which is where I ended up. I had really wanted to go to school at Texas Tech, but the second that I went to Hardin Simmons for the interview, I knew that was my place. Um, they were talking about like the mission trips that they do and being able to see patients from the very first week that I started school. The program was only twenty eight months. You know, just could not say enough good things about this program. But going back to the idea of Make a Wish. The person that interviewed me was a wish granter for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And so I started talking to her about that. Um, I feel like this is the moment that I really knew, like, this is my place. And it turns out that later, her son would end up being my fiance's boss, coincidentally. But going back to, to PT school, once I started, I feel like I kind of had this chip on my shoulder like this. It took me three years to get in here. Honestly, I was a little bitter about it, I'm not going to lie, and I decided that I was going to be the best that I could be, and I finished my first semester of PT school with a 4.0, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to maintain that the rest of the rest of school, and I have, which is pretty cool, so that's a big accomplishment for me, but also somewhere along that track, I decided that I was going to apply to be the physical therapy delegate for the Texas Student Physical Therapy Association, and so that's really opened a lot of doors for me, like attending the ABTA Leadership Congress, where I happened to meet you. So that's a little bit about where I'm at and uh, the crazy story of how I ended up being a physical therapist and in physical therapy
0: school. What an amazing story. Yeah. And like the persistence, right? The fact of that yeah. you didn't get in the first time, but you knew that this is what you wanted to do. You kept mm-hmm. going at it. Um, and congratulations on your 4.0. Thank you. Um,
1: I don't like to tell people about it much, but it's, it's really looking to where I was from having a 2.3 GPA whenever I first started to now, like, I just, it's really amazing. Yeah.
0: Like that, that was also the part that touched me was right. was regardless of whatever other people think about your 4.0, it really was, it was an internal motivation. Oh, it
1: was for me. It was for me. I don't, I don't like to talk about it. If I can help it, I don't really care if other people know, but um, it was 100% for me.
0: So like, what was the transformation between the educational process and your mindset when you were kind of in that 2.3, you know, C GPA range and then like that 4.0, what what was different between those two training periods?
1: Oh, after the the 2.3, I was at a really low spot I had tried to withdraw from school like two weeks in, actually. And my mom's like, no, you're not. I don't, you're you're staying in. And thankfully she did. It ended up fine. But that also meant like, I really had to hook it. I was like, I'm not going to get where I want to be with a 2.3 GPA. I knew I had to step it up. And so that meant relearning my study skills finding tutors, things like that. So I ended up having a tutor like through my core classes, like biology and chemistry. And truthfully, once those classes were out of the way, it was pretty smooth sailing. It it actually got easier after I was out of those classes. And so figuring out my my work-life balance, things like that, and just having that motivation of you're never going to get to where you want to be by being down here. It was hard. It was very hard.
0: It is hard. It is totally hard to shift mindsets. And so I know like you have done your personal work and thank you so Mm -hmm. much for sharing that story. And like, there are going to be other learners that listen to this podcast that you're going to motivate them. And even for those of us that, yeah, we're not in our PT training, but just your story of persistence and how you are motivating yourselves, like that applies to everything we do in life. And so- Tell us about like what activities are you doing right now to transform education? And I know some of the goodness that you're doing. So I'm kind of like, tell them what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So yes, but share with the audience what you're up to these days.
1: Okay. So the things that I'm involved in truthfully were not really my ideas. Um, they were started by other people at my school um who who really believe in turning us into good people first and good physical therapists second. So the very first week I was in PT school, I was seeing patients. We have a clinic every Friday where patients are able to come in, whether they have a script or not, and receive physical therapy services. I believe it's by donation. Obviously, after like two weeks, you know, you need a script and whatever. So that's kind of where it started for me. The very first semester, you know, actually part of my curriculum To graduate PT school, I have to participate in, I think it's 30 hours of professional development and 40 hours of community service. Love it. That's to receive an A in the class, to graduate. So they have really, really encouraged community service and professional development since day one. And so they have really worked on providing those opportunities for us. So like my first semester, I was building um, wheelchair ramps through Boots on the Ground Ministry. Um, We've done other things like providing free scoliosis screens for the local school. Every student, at least once a semester, is required to work in our medical mission. We have a professor that volunteers down the street to provide free physical therapy services for those who, who cannot afford to receive Healthcare and it's attached to another clinic. I believe they get physician services, things like that as well. But every single student is required to participate that and in, in that at least once a week or sorry, once a semester. And just the things that you see over there. And you kind of see people at their worst and you you hear about their their personal struggles too a little bit more there than you would other places.
0: Yes. Yes. I love how your program has like struck. We call it structuralizing, right? Where they Mm -hmm. built it into the structure. So it's just, it's part of the experience. Why do you think more programs are hesitant to require like, you know, pro bono service or even, you know, experience community based experiences? Why do you think we're so hesitant to do that?
1: I think people just don't really know where to start. Um, my school is also very lucky. We're private. We, I don't want to say we can kind of do whatever we want, but we can kind of play around with things a little bit more than the um, the, the state schools can. So I think there's got to be something to that for sure. I have a really small program as well. But again, I think just people don't know where to start. And I don't think that they, they know how to fit it into the curriculum. And and I think that's something that they need to look into a little bit also.
0: I know often faculty are concerned about, you know, well, the students have so much to learn, right? So should mm-hmm. we be taking time from MMT and goniometry to get them out in the community? Can you talk a little bit about, like, how impactful is it or has it been for you to be doing these activities? Um,
1: honestly, it's been life changing, I think. so. Also, another graduation requirement for us is we have to have some sort of um, it's it's like a a service project, but they provide it to us through Johnny and Friend's um, family retreat. So for a week, we attend Johnny and Friend's Family Retreat. We provide respite care for families um, who who have children that have like complex medical conditions. So each student is paired with a camper who has autism, Down syndrome traumatic brain injury, things like that. And so I think that's been a really big thing. And I just remember at the very end of the week, there's a talent show for all of the campers and it's like a four hour talent show. And I just sat there and cried and cried and cried the whole time because it was so sweet. So that's one thing that we do. And it just it just makes you grateful for everyday life and, and to be able to serve someone in that way and to hear how grateful the families are that you're providing this service for them and giving them that week off to recharge themselves is a really big deal.
0: That is huge. I I just want to thank you so much for sharing time with me and talking about yourself and about your journey and also what's going on with your university. So I'm going to ask you a question, right? And and, because, you know, we have this mission as physical therapists and members of the APTA that we are trying to transform society. But for us to transform society, we also have to realize that we have to change in regards to education. So what would you transform about healthcare education? If you had a different set of influence or maybe even a little more time, what would you transform? What should, what should we be focused in on?
1: I think every single school should require community service or some sort of community service project. Um, beyond just your volunteering wherever, like they need an outing or or something or like to have a bit a bare minimum number of hours, um, something that the school approves and and thinks of as life changing or I don't know the specific criteria that I would make it as because it's hard. And I again, I know that we're all students, and you know we have a lot going on but i also think that the school could also set up those opportunities for them like um admission trip things like that the scoliosis screens i mean that's kind of community outreach but i think the the wheelchair ramp idea is a great idea and it doesn't take very long it takes a saturday morning and then you're done um but to see the the way that that service impacts the person that you're serving is a really big deal too.
0: It is, it is. And I just wanna just thank you so much just for your servant heart and your servant leadership. So to the audience, so as y'all know, like we have our set of questions and we talk with different people to get their perspective because part of the human condition is being able to take time and listen to other humans because we all have different lenses on how we see things. But I always end the segment with a hot seat. So are you ready for the hot seat? Yes. Okay. I'm nervous. Yes. So, There's going to be five questions. Question okay. number one, what's your favorite food?
1: Oh, chicken Parmesan from North Italia. Probably my favorite right
0: now. Okay. There you go. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite color? Purple. What's the last book you read? And it can't be a PT education so, book.
1: I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, I think the last book I read was called... Fail Until You Don't by Bobby Bones. Oh, Yeah, it was an interesting one.
0: Okay. So how much should a PT program cost? The whole program. What would be a reasonable program cost?
1: Okay, so I'm a numbers person and I don't think it should cost more than one year salary. Okay. But also if it does, you can also justify it in a way that makes sense. And that's how I justified Harden simmons It's a little bit more than everywhere else, but you get out six months sooner than everyone else in the 28 months, which is six months salary, the average salary, maybe 70,000. So that's an extra 35,000 that you have in your pocket. So that's kind of how it evens out to me a little bit. And that's what I tell everyone.
0: So, if I heard that, what I heard you say was that if the typical PT program is about 33, 34, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then you said, okay, I'm getting out six weeks, six months before everybody else. Did I so, do that math right? I didn't do that math right.
1: That's okay. Help
0: me with yeah. the math.
1: Okay. So, if a state school is 35,000 and it's 36 months,
0: mm-hmm. three months, three years.
1: Yes. And you have a school that's eighty thousand, but it's twenty eight months. Right. So you're out six months or eight months sooner than everywhere else with the twenty eight month program, which is six months extra of a salary. Got it. Yeah. I'm so following up, now. Yep. So you're missing six months salary here and gaining six months salary here, which kind of ends up evening out. At the cost, you're that would put it at like 70,000 for the 36 month program and about 78 for plus the six month salary. So
0: I got it. Okay. So the denominator there, the denominator was a three year program. Mm-hmm. And the fact of that, you're getting out about eight months early. Yeah. And then you're saying, once I get through licensure, licensing, all that stuff, take my test, I might be able. Ideally to be out and working mm-hmm. for six months. And when I do my cost benefits, it's pretty close.
1: That was my plan. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm following that logic. Yeah. So that, that makes sense to me. And thank you for explaining it to the audience as well. Of
1: course. A lot so, of people think they can't afford the more expensive schools. I'm like, you can, if you think about it. <laughs>
0: If you you go through the rationale like you did, Uh right? So that, that made sense to me. So here's my last hot seat question. Okay. What does the world need
1: more of and why? I think everyone just needs to be nice. Like they need to be more compassionate. Put yourself in someone else's shoes and think, how does this person feel? Why is this person having a bad day? And going back to, again, the idea of being a good person first and being good at whatever you do second makes a big difference.
0: Well, thank you so much, Whitney. I appreciate you for jumping on the podcast with me today. And as you know, because this podcast is basically around healthcare education transformation, and we don't want to just talk to faculty members and scientists and and staff. We also want to talk with the learners and the students because we are all co-creating um, the, the therapist of the future. And so we want to be able to talk about what we're doing well and, and how people are leading from wherever their spheres of influence are. So we thank you for jumping on and and sharing your story with people. And we're looking forward to seeing what's next for you. Yeah. So you told us a little bit about where you're going to next. Why did you pick that location?
1: I'm getting married and he lives there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So do you want to share a little bit about your 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 fiance?
1: Sure. He and I were best friends in high school. So we've known each other since we were about 15. We were dating other people at the time. And then I graduated college and we kind of reconnected. Um, and it's just all been great since we got engaged at the end of June, we're getting married next September. So we're very excited
0: so awesome. congratulations! Thank you. So, yeah, and everybody online is like, When when are our invitations coming? Yeah, but yeah, it's too expensive, y'all. She can't invite all of us.
1: <laughs> it's <But so>
0: <laughs> what's going to be your colors?
1: Uh, like black, white, champagne colors, just simple, easy,
0: very That's cool, crazy. Well, we are celebrating you and your next adventure, and we look forward to continuing to learn from you um, in your PT journey. So I just want to once again, thank you so much and congratulations, and we will be talking with you soon. Thank you so much for having me.